time annually for our Fantasy vs. Reality segment, plus our game picks as we look ahead. By the way, weather looks crisp, Paul. What are we going with? Nice polo down there in Jacksonville? You making the trek? What are you doing? No, no. It's it's always suit and tie. That's that's game okay. day attire. Paul, I didn't know. I figured maybe a little Florida. You put on your Florida wear, you, you, you know, your beach cabana. We'll see. All right. I down promise you this, Sean. I'll be down <laughs> on the bench about two hours before the game trying to get some of this tan restored. You got to get it back. You have to get it back, Paul. I do. Time's ticking here. We're going to be at Thanksgiving before we know it. All right. Fantasy versus reality. Uh, Paul went first last week. I'll go first this week. Uh, the reality of this game, I think we just touched on it. I think that you see the Giants' best passing game of the year. I, I don't think it's a fluke that the Jaguars are giving up these passing yards. I think Daniel Jones definitely has it in it. I don't think this is the kind of game where you're going to see, you know, 180 from Daniel Jones. By the way, receivers have to catch the ball, too. Can't have the drops like we've seen through some of these games. I think Daniel Jones is going to get over 250 through the air in this game, and I think he gets a couple touchdown passes. Uh, but I think that that's going to be a situation here where I think the Giants – reality-wise, we'll be passing the ball. I'm going to give you a fantasy play, Paul. First time we've done this on one giant step, I'm going with an opponent, only because I know it's a remote thrower. I know it's going to bother me, and I know it won't bother me by the end of the game. It'll bother me in real time. Evan Ingram's going to catch a damn touchdown pass on the Giants. He's dropped too many of them for them. He's totally going to catch one in this first half, and it is going to annoy the living you-know-what out of me. Play Evan Ingram because that's just how things... You saw Andrews tear apart the Giants a week ago. Evan Ingram ain't going to drop a pass this week. It's going to drive me nuts. There's quite a, a gap between an Andrews and an Ingram, I, I might add. Oh, I, oh, we know, Paul. We know, <laughs> we know. But this will be the week he's tasting the end zone. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I, I have a very strong belief that McKinney and Love know enough about Evan Ingram not to let him break free on a big game. I mentioned Richie James before. I think Richie James may lead the Giants receivers in catches and yardage but I don't necessarily think he's going to be a guy who will find the end zone. I like Bellinger to find the end zone once, maybe even twice. But I do think that in terms of receiving catches and yardage, I don't know how these people play fantasy. Sometimes they have different rules. So I'll go Richie James. Okay, there you go. And now time for our game predictions. We basically have teased it for 26 minutes. If you think me and Paul are going to come out here swinging, picking the Jaguars, you haven't paid attention at all to the first 26 minutes. How many times I got to tell you I think the Giants could score 30 points? I'm taking the Giants to score at least 30. Give me a 31-14 game. The reason I'm not picking any field goals here, I think Doug Peterson is going to be ultra-aggressive. It wouldn't shock me if the Giants get one or two or even three fourth-down stops in this game defensively. I could see this being a spot where Peterson tries to show a little confidence and his quarterback, get him going. But Wink Martindale and this giant defense, they will lick their chops at third and fourth down opportunities. So I don't think you're going to get a lot of field goals out of the Jags. They, again, I think Evan Ingram is going to find the end zone. Maybe Kirk breaks one free on Holmes. But ultimately, I think this is a very comfortable for once giant victory. 31 to 14, Paul. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I understand your reasoning with Peterson because he does love to go for fourth down. So I think you make a very interesting point there. And it almost makes me want to alter my pick of 27 to 16 Giants. I do think it's a double-digit win. Um, and and actually, the, the the scout that I was talking to said to me, this this should not make you sweat, and you should not have any agita at all this week. Uh, and yep. I and I see I see it that way. I really do. But but I do have I do have the Jags scoring 16. Um, I think they will turn the ball over at least twice. I'm thinking two picks on Lawrence. Uh, and uh, I just think that, you know, the Giants coaching staff from the very minute that they walked off the field against Baltimore told their guys, 
This is just another step. And they're not they're not getting too giddy over this. Yes. And it would be very easy to. And a lot of fans have been giddy over this Giants team. Um, I spoke to a couple of players in the locker room yesterday, and I won't tell you who they were because it wouldn't be fair. But they all said to me, this coaching staff was all business after that Ravens game and made sure to hammer home the point. It's just another game. It's just another notch in their belts, and they are not to start feeling good about themselves because the job is nowhere near done. As Dable said to us in the presser, and I think it's appropriate because I think it's very similar to what he said to his players, you give everything you have in preparation during the week, you put it all out there on Sunday, full effort, 60 minutes, empty the chamber, flush it, and then Monday you build it all back up again. And that's just the way he wants this team to be. It's a mentality that he will not, he will not allow this team to start drinking that blue Kool-Aid and to get too overconfident against anybody. I believe him. I believe in the staff. And I think the Giants will go out there and be very businesslike in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I'll close with this point. Uh, I, I work over at our sister affiliate, the BeckQL Network, and kind of looking over at these lines and stuff, too. Um, this line has moved the point, which means public money has come in on the Jacksonville Jaguars here. And I think that there is this outside of New York bubble that looks at the Giants these couple of weeks and says, and PFF is one of these. Obviously, we know PFF, too. This is still the worst five in one team. The Giants aren't very good. They'd be underdogs. Okay. What, we've heard it all. We've heard it all, yeah. right? Yeah. What what these betting numbers don't take into account oftentimes is literally the coaching aspect of schematically game to game. It, it so often is about talent, talent, talent. And there's kind of this lazy narrative of, well, you come off winning games versus the Packers and Ravens. Eventually, there's a letdown. There's a letdown. There's a letdown. Well, if you follow the Giants, you follow Brian Dable's Giants. They are in no position to be in a letdown mentality. This is not a team feeling themselves or anything like that. So I think there is this wave of from the gambling aspect, and that's why you see the numbers, see the Giants as underdogs. The expectation is coming that, well, it's natural in the NFL to have a letdown after all the highs. This is not a team built to feel themselves and have a letdown like you just said, Paul. And I think that's why you see the line that way, and that's why it would behoove you to jump the other way and get on Big Blue here. I would add one other thing, Sean. I think that if Brian Dable needed any tools at all to help hammer home his point, Vegas just helped him out by making the Giants an underdog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unbelievable. Paul and I both think double-digit Giant wins. Did you think we could be here in October saying confidently double-digit Giant wins? <laughs> and by the way, we're not homers. I can't call Paul and Homer either. I mean, we picked them to lose the last couple. I thought they'd win last week, but Paul's picked them to lose two straight weeks. We're back on the train. Giants-Jaguars Sunday, 1 o'clock. And if our predictions hold true, we will be here on a Victory Monday podcast recapping it all and getting the Giants at 6-1 and one, looking ahead to Seattle. Long way, long weekend to go before then. But an unbelievable weekend, Paul. Paul, have a lot of fun in Florida, man. I appreciate it, my friend. We'll try to send some sunshine back here to New York. I love it. At Giants WFAM, you can get Paul at Mraz, CBS, M-R-A-Z, CBS. Subscribe, download, listen. Everywhere podcasts are available and free on the Odyssey app. Thanks for taking one giant step with us.